Building Peace, Empowering Students to Lead and Make a Difference in Their Community with Angelo Manti from Alive Fort Wayne's Peacemaker Academy on episode number 64 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Angelo Manti um, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Executive Director of Alive Community Outreach, and I'm about making peace in the world and in my community. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Today's episode, episode number 64, can be summed up from the words of Jesus from the Beatitudes, Blessed Are the Peacemakers. Today, we are talking with Reverend Angela Manti. He's the Executive Director of Alive Fort Wayne Community Outreach, which has a bold vision of developing a beloved community free from the cycle of violence. We're going to be talking with Angelo, who is a deacon in the United Methodist Church, in really three parts here in our kind of this special bonus episode today. Have to be encouraged, and I wanted to kind of unpack it for you so you understand what you're going to be hearing. The first part of our episode, we're going to be talking to Angelo on from the floor from the India from a live stream that we did at the Indiana Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church, which we did on on June the 9th of 2023. And so there was a lot of um, uh, noise, a lot of uh, activity in the space where we were recording. So you're going to hear. A little extraneous noise uh, there, but I wanted to. That's a good place to introduce you to uh, to Angelo and what he is all uh, about, and about uh, Alive Fort Wayne, the organization which he heads up, and particularly about the program that we're involved with uh, right now called the Peacemaker uh, Academy. The particular focus of our conversation. So that don't, don't introduce you. The the live stream recording will introduce you to Angelo. Then the second part of our recording today, uh, we're talking, uh, Bishop Trimble and I are talking with Angelo from the streets of Fort Wayne. The Peacemaker Academy 
uh, as we record this in June of 2023, is actually underway. It's a three-week summer program for students in Fort Wayne to develop uh, their skills. It's particularly for juniors and seniors in high school, which is developing leadership skills about making peace in their schools and in their community to indeed be peacemakers. And there's a lot of uh, focus on the curriculum that is centered and rooted in the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. about all his uh, legacy of nonviolent conflict resolution. That's going on uh, in June as we as we record this in June of 2023. But the cool thing about our interview here today, the second part of our <clears throat> of our conversation today, Bishop Trimble and I talked to Angelo as he is literally walking the streets of Fort Wayne on a walking tour that uh, the students of the Peacemaker Academy were on, a walking tour of inter- and dealing with of, of violence and uh, opportunities for nonviolent reaction to violent settings. The whole point of this uh, program is to teach uh, nonviolence. So you're going to hear some uh, uh, honking of horns and some road noises, and he's literally talking to us from the streets, and so we're going to be doing that. And the second part, then, uh, of that interview, Bishop Trimble and I talked to him on the streets, and then after we talked to him for a few minutes, Bishop Trimble and I uh, follow that up with a conversation that we have about peacemaking, about what local churches can do and a response and a reaction to uh, what uh, Angel Manti uh, and the groups, the folks at the uh, Alive Fort Wayne are all about. And we uh, have a great conversation regarding, regarding biblical principles and transferable principles for local churches. This is a fascinating conversation in three parts. And in the future, uh, Bishop Trimble and I have committed with uh, Angel Menti to get together with some of the students who are involved with the Peacemaker Academy for a real in-depth uh, conversation about the origins of the uh, of Alive Fort, uh, Fort Wayne and how it is and the Peacemaker Academy program that they have and how it is indeed responding uh, to you know to the to the to the uh, to violence in Fort Wayne, and uh, how they are making a difference, and it is being manifested through the school systems there another way. So in the future, you're going to want to uh, tune in to that. I did want you to know that the website for Alive uh, Fort Wayne is alivefw.org, and that is where you can find out a lot more about the programs that we're talking about here, particularly the program called the Peacemaker Academy. This is a fascinating conversation with Reverend Angelo, uh, with Reverend Angelo Manti, the Executive Director of Alive Fort Wayne Community Outreach, with Bishop Trimble and myself. So let's get into that conversation, which we're going to start off with the live stream. Let's do that right now. Hello, good people. Reverend Dr. Brad Miller coming to you from the floor of the Indiana Annual Conference United Methodist Church where we are under the theme of praying forward, no turning back. And we're talking to people who are here at the conference, serving in many different capacities, devoted, dedicated laypersons and clergy. And it includes our, our special guest today, and your name is? Angelo Manti. Angelo Manti, and where do you live and where do you serve? 
So I live in the great city of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I'm the executive director of Alive Community Outreach. That's my primary appointment. I'm a deacon. Uh, my secondary appointment is at First Wayne UMC in Fort Wayne, downtown. Awesome. awesome. Well, the first basic question I like to ask our guest is, can you one reason that you're a Christian? Just one. <clears throat> well, at least. So, yeah, I mean... I, I there are rational reasons why I'm a Christian, but the uh, the, the primary reason is uh, God saved my life. You know, I was in a really dark place uh, in my teenage years and um, had this sort of Damascus Road experience. And there were some people, um, some followers of Jesus that stepped into my life at that time. And um, I've just been on that journey ever since and there have been a lot more reasons that have piled on from that point but I think initially it's just God really pulled me from a dark dark place uh, and I've been following following Jesus ever since well that that's awesome the transition from a dark place yeah to an illuminated place that is awesome having shared that part of your story let's take a little deeper and then it'll lead us eventually to the ministry that you're you're doing Tell me one reason why you are United Methodist. So I was, uh, when I came out of that dark place, uh, I was in a non-denominational church. And initially I uh, had a desire to be a part of something larger than that, than that isolated church community. Um, so when I was looking at denominations, um, I, I liked the diversity Within the United Methodist Church, there seemed to be a lot of political diversity, theological diversity that appealed to me. Um, and so that, that's what got me to explore the United Methodist Church in the first place. But then as I dug deeper, uh, the theology of Wesley, Wesley's theology of grace, um, I love the dual emphasis on personal holiness and social holiness, the, um, the love of, of, of Scripture, you know, but also... The, the emphasis on tradition and reason and experience and all of that just, just really resonated uh, with me. But it was the diversity within the church body that initially drew me to United Methodism in the first place. Well, that, that's awesome that the holiness and the social engagement are really important parts, I believe, and many people shared here today Absolutely. about uh, but why we're United Methodist. And you are really living out the holiness and the spiritual aspect and the social engagement and the ministries that you're involved with right. in Fort Wayne. So right. unpack it for me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you're involved with. What is it? And what do you do? And who's it for? Yeah, so um, we got started uh, a few years back. Um, What's the name of it? For so I'm sorry, Alive Community Outreach. That's the name yeah. of the ministry. Uh, my cousin was murdered in Fort Wayne back in 2016. And our family, we were living in Atlanta at the time. And after that happened, we felt that it was it was time. God was calling us back to Fort Wayne to do something about violence in, in the community. And so we started out uh, coming alongside families who'd been affected by violence, by homicide, and we're still very much committed to that work. So we have support groups and um, connect families with resources, help with funeral, burial, all that. But the more that we did that, the more we felt like we really need to do something around prevention and intervention, that, something that would lead to less families needing support in the first place. So we, uh, we started doing some uh, peacemaking 
work in a local high school. So we're in a school called Southside High School right now in Fort Wayne. Uh, we have a Peacemaker Academy, so it's an intensive academy where we're uh, coming alongside young people who want to be a part of the solution. We often talk about young people being the future and all of that, which is great, but they're the present. They can make a difference right now. So we're equipping them and empowering them to do something about violence in their school and community right now. And it's really taken off so much so that the superintendent of the school system up there wants to expand what we're doing into all the high schools in Fort Wayne, which is mind-blowing because we were not setting out to to do that we've only been doing it for two years but the fruit that we've seen already has just been incredible far beyond what we expected well that that's awesome tell me one story out of that tell me a story give me a testimonial about a you know a life changed yeah so we we started out in the school focusing mainly on leaders kids who are ready and willing to lead um to build peace in their school but as we got in the school, we said we, we want to start something else. We start working with some kids who are struggling, really acting out in violence and, and you know, that, something more along the lines of intervention. So we went to the assistant principal and we said, hey, we'd like to do this. Do you have any kids uh, that we might be able to work with? And he said, well, I got one kid that you can start with because this kid is, you know, he tried to fight me, you know, the other day at a football game. And this kid was on house arrest and just all kinds of issues. Um, getting into fights and so we uh, were doing this Bible study at the church with a group of folks uh, mainly retirees and we said hey can you start praying for this kid for you know for us we told them about all these issues that he was uh, having at school and so they started praying for him that week that they were praying for him our staff person who's in the school connected with this kid on a deep level and learned about all this trauma in his life. His mom had OD'd and died in front of him when he was seven. His brother was murdered in front of him. Just all kinds of, just terrible trauma. And um, so this kid ended up saying that, you know, he knew that he was on a wrong path and he, he wanted to know what it would take for him to be a peacemaker. And so that was last October. That statement in and of itself is pretty awesome, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> and, and actually that day, so our staff person who's in the school, he said, well, don't you have some beef with so-and-so, some kid in the school? He said, well, let's start right now. So he ended up getting those two guys in the same room and de-escalated that, squashed that situation that they had. Um, and this kid has been faithfully coming to our after-school peace club and all of that. And so he is going to be in our Peacemaker Academy this summer, which is not an intervention program, but we feel like he's far along on the journey that um, enough to where he's ready to really step up and, and lead. And so that's one example. That, that, um, that's amazing because you could take that story there, Angelo, and hopefully, and I'm sure that's what you're doing, see it multiplied over and over yeah. again, not only in the one high school, but now the potential in the other schools in the school system. Yeah. And who knows where it goes from there. And that'd be cool. And and the, that group of folks who were praying for him. So after that happened, they said, well, what else can we do to get involved? So that's like, that's a whole other thing. Now, you know, this group of folks, mainly retirees, are now coming into the school during lunch, giving out candy, talking to kids, eating lunch with them. And um, that's a whole other movement. We call it the Peace, oh. gr- the peace Granny and Grampy Movement. <laughs> And, uh, I love that. It's, uh, I love that. That's called. I love that so much better than like mentor or whatever. Oh you know, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's that's there's just so many cool things that are happening with this. It's really how's less, this, how's all this changed you? Um, 
Yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I just all of this that's happening right now, we're looking in, into expanding this program into the largest school district in the state of Indiana, and all these things have happened so rapidly, and the impact is way beyond what I ever anticipated. And all of this happened, um, none of this would be happening if my cousin weren't murdered. Sure. And so, Out of like, tragedy came hopefully something that's productive. Yeah, so I mean, it's taught me a lot on a personal level, um, about turning, transforming pain and tragedy into purpose yeah. and me- making meaning out of something. And really, it's this is a story of resurrection. Sure. And uh, this is what I've been preaching forever, but now it's like yeah. this is... This come is, to fruition. Come how's to fruition, it personally. How's, it, how's this changed your church? You <laughs> well, serve? I mean, they are... Um, they're on board, I assume? They're on board. So our relationship with them started with them offering us space which was great because we needed space for our office and some programming. But they have really embraced this as their own. I mean, the whole Peace Granny and Grampy thing, I mean, this is like... That's their baby, they, huh? This is their baby. You know, they, they've adopted this school, and they're, they're getting involved in, in hands-on ways. That's awesome. Um, in addition to the, the financial support they've provided. But it's just... It's, That's great. It's been awesome. Well, Angela, today you're, you're among the many people at the conference who's wearing an orange T-shirt. Yeah. Dedicated about awareness, about violence. None of this, what you're sh- sharing here, would be necessary if we didn't have so much violence in schools and, right. and communities. What's important... And what, maybe what are some transferable principles about awareness about violence that you're learning in your, what you've been sharing here that maybe can be applied to that urban center someplace else or that rural community or that suburban community? Uh, what can they learn about awareness that uh, maybe you've learned that can be shared there? I think that what I've learned is that we can all do something. So I think when it comes to violence, school shootings, community violence, the conversation immediately goes to the political and to the legislative thing. And that just seems to be this thing that just goes in circles, never ending. And I think that we need to continue having the fight, that fight on the legislative level. There are things that, that should happen and need to happen. But while we're having that fight, there are things that can be done and that we need to do on the ground level relationally like the work that we're doing in the schools you know there are kids that need connection right and so that that that's something that every single church every single community can get involved rather than just being frustrated that these things aren't happening nothing's yeah. moving at the level do the something get engaged absolutely and maybe there's some lessons learned from what you've experienced and maybe even possibly some resources things like that can be uh, made available to, to help people. That sure. That would be great. Absolutely. So I want to bring us around to this area. The name of this podcast is To Be Encouraged. Mm-hmm. Having given all we've been talking about here, Angelo, uh, give me something that you are encouraged about. Talk right into that camera there so people can see you and understand what you're – what's something you're encouraged about? Something that I'm encouraged about? Yeah. Um, gosh, you know, I think uh, – Going back to that idea of, of transforming pain into purpose, I think that I'm encouraged to be affirmed and reaffirmed that uh, I serve a God of resurrection, a God that can turn, can flip any tragedy, uh, any um, 
anything painful that we've experienced can flip that around and and make something good uh, turn it into good awesome. you know and so that's that continues to encourage me and i think that's the case for for all of us yeah you know and as you said earlier that's basically the story of resurrection isn't it? yeah that's yeah great. That's yeah great. well tell us again your name and where you're from and what you're all about Angelo Manti um, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, executive director of Alive Community Outreach, and I'm about making peace right. in the world and in my community. And you've been, and Angelo's been our guest today on the To Be Encouraged podcast, coming to you live from the floor of the Indiana Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Thank you, Angelo. Peace. All right, uh, Brad Miller back with you now as we start to make a transition. What you just heard was the conversation that I had with with Angela Manti at annual conference in a live stream. That's why there was some extraneous noises in there and that that type of thing. Where you got introduced to him and who he's all about and a little primer about what uh, uh, what Alive Fort Wayne is all about and about the Peacemaker Academy. So now let's actually go to the streets. We're going to go to a conversation that Bishop Trimble and I had with uh, with Angela when he was literally walking the streets of Fort Wayne with the folks from the Peacemaker Academy. And so we uh, go to that conversation with a follow-up commentary that Bishop Trimble and I have uh, following our kind of man-on-the-street conversation with Angela Manti. Let's go to that conversation right now. Hey, this is the To Be Encouraged podcast mm-hmm. with Bishop Julia C. Trimble. And our guest today from the streets of Fort Wayne is Angela Manti. Angelo. Welcome to To Be Encouraged. Thank you. It's great to be here. Bishop, can you help us welcome uh, Angelo to our podcast here uh, today in a special circumstance? Yeah, thank, thank you, Reverend Angelo, uh, for the work and witness that you're doing in Fort Wayne that is having positive uh, uh, ripple effects. And hopefully you'll let us know what, what's actually happening today. I know you're very much committed to peacemaking and training others. So, so what's happening today? So uh, this is the second day of our Peacemaker Academy uh, summer program. Uh, and we spent the first half of the day uh, in the classroom uh, talking about um, a couple of the principles of nonviolence, uh, Dr. King's principles, uh, six principles of nonviolence. Uh, but this afternoon we are uh, out on the streets in Fort Wayne and t- taking our, our learning, um, doing a little field trip here. Here I can t- turn the camera see if you can see our group kind of walking in front of me all right yes awesome so we got a uh, 19 or 16 rather um just awesome young high school uh, leaders uh, from fort wayne that are ready and willing and in the process of being equipped to be peacemakers so it's been a, a pretty cool journey for us but that's what we're doing right now what's what's the goal of today i i mean you're you're walking the streets but what, what, where, where is there, what's the destination? So we are right now, um, and I'll flip this around again. So this is um, called the Old Fort. Um, so this is uh, near downtown, just, just north of downtown. Um, and it's uh, an old historic fort. It's a replica of the fort that was established uh, when Fort Wayne was was founded um, here uh, in uh, the late 1700s. And so we are um, here to t- tell a little bit of a 
of a different story because when uh, they open up the fort for the summer, of course, you know, they have folks here uh, dressed in old time clothes and everything, you know, they have caramel apples and tell the good, the good old uh, story and history of, of Fort Wayne. But uh, there's another side to that story that we believe needs to be told. And so uh, we spent uh, this morning not just talking about the, a couple of the principles of nonviolence, but also uh, looking at, at violence in Fort Wayne and uh, starting to unpack, um, uh, you know, why there's violence in, in Fort Wayne and why it's concentrated in certain areas. And um, we went a little bit into Dr. King, uh, what he what he called the triple evils and racism, poverty, and militarism. And so we have field trips that are tied to each one of those evils and today is kind of focused on uh, the militarism part of that with this uh, trip to the old fort so we're just just about get, getting ready to walk in right now if you can see uh, are you so providing the, are you providing the leadership are there others that are going to be speaking or are you providing the leadership yeah right now so for this for this particular trip i uh that's why this this worked out because I was just on uh, cameraman duty for this this particular one. So um, our uh, our one of our staff um, members, Chris, he's the one who's who's leading this uh, this field trip. But we have a team of folks. You know, my I, I'm my me and my wife and Chris and we have a couple other volunteers from the community uh, that are working with us, helping us to teach, helping to lead uh, different different parts of the field trip. And then when we, so it's like tomorrow, uh, we're going to go, um, we're focusing on poverty and we're going to go to the, uh, the rescue mission. We're going to spend a couple of hours with them. Uh, and they have some of their staff that's going to be, uh, teaching, talking about the home, homeless population that they work with and uh, some of the root causes of, uh, homelessness and, and housing, uh, issues here in the city. So, we're looking forward to learning from them tomorrow. Angel, tell us a little bit about the people who are coming to the program. The program is called the Peacemaker Academy. It's teenagers. Uh, where are they coming from, and how do they get connected to the academy? And are they uh, are they wanting to be there? What, what's their attitude towards being a part of this? Oh yeah, so uh, this is our third cohort, um, and we we started this uh, really wanting to focus on one school. Uh, so Dr. Dr. King, uh, he, he articulated this the, the last um, day that he was alive, right before he was assassinated, talked about uh, he wanted to focus uh, the movement on uh, in internationalizing and institutionalizing nonviolence. And so mm -hmm. this whole vision um, came about initially saying, you know, how can we institutionalize nonviolence mm -hmm. in one school? And, uh, and Southside High School uh, here in Fort Wayne was the, the school that we uh, started with. Uh, but uh, we're having conversations now uh, with the district about expanding this uh, across all the high schools here in Fort Wayne. Uh, but this is the first year that we've had uh, a handful of students from uh, a few other schools, but they're still predominantly Southside High School. So we, we have a, um, a really extensive uh, process of recruitment, work with the school administrators, with the counselors, uh, to, to, uh, to help us identify students uh, for this program. So it's, this is a leadership program. It's for kids uh, who are already leading uh, in some way. 
uh, kids who want to be a part of, of the solution uh, in, in their school, in their community. And so we take them through a process of, of recruitment and they apply and we interview them and, uh, and we, we have 12, 12 to 15 spots. Um, but this year we have 16 students because we had a few students from, from other schools. But, but yeah, the, I mean, when we first set out on this journey, uh, we, we were amazed at just how ready and willing the students were to learn and to lead when they, when they showed up. Um, they all interviewed well, and, um, you know, so we, we, we knew that we were getting good kids, but you just never know until the rubber meets the road uh, how they're going to respond, not just to the summer portion of it, but the whole goal of the academy is to equip them uh, and empower them, you know, o- over the summer to, to equip them with the skills, um, learning about nonviolence, learning about de-escalation, learning about root, root causes of violence and all of that. Um, and, and then how to mobilize uh, and organize uh, for change. Um, so that's what the summer is about. But then we walk with them after the summer uh, throughout the course of the year and throughout the, the entire course of their time uh, as, as students until they graduate to help them uh, implement, to, to apply those, those skills that they learn uh, in, in the school. And so there's some really cool things that they've, uh, they've initiated uh, in the school and some real changes are, are happening and, and this is just our third year just starting our third year doing it and it's been enough for the superintendent here in fort wayne uh to to say hey i i, I want i want this in every school so um but yeah the kids the, the, the students they continue to um exceed all of our expectations and we had high expectations to begin with so that's that's saying a lot reverend angelo i'm intentionally calling you reverend because I know Dr. King was a Christian minister. People often try to describe him as a social activist or human rights uh, uh, advocate, but he was a gospel preacher. He was a Baptist minister and he was, his theology and his philosophy was inspired not just by Christian teaching, obviously uh, with Gandhi and others, but how do you incorporate that because you know if you're working in public schools you know you're not proselytizing per se but my assumption is that part of your motivation is the gospel of jesus christ who said blessed are the peacemakers and and, and obviously teaching the nonviolence that king taught was also deeply rooted in a healthy what i call a healthy christian theology as well right so i i for me, um, I would, if it weren't for my faith in Jesus and the, and the, the hope that I have, um, and, and even in our, our mission statement, the United Methodist Church, to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, like I, I believe that that's possible um, because of Jesus, because the power of Jesus um, and through the Spirit. If it, weren't, if it weren't for my faith in Jesus, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be Amen. out somewhere making Amen. a whole lot more uh, money, just taking care of me and my family. And, you know, that would, that would, that'd be it, you know, but, you know, I, I believe in um, the sixth principle of, of nonviolence is the universe is on the side of justice. Hmm. You know, that's a sort of a paraphrase of what Dr. King said several times in, in uh, different writings, you know, that the moral arc of the universe is long 
uh, but it bends toward justice. Um, you know, I think about um, the the story arc of Scripture, where you know, in the in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and there's this beautiful paradise, and then um, all goes sideways, um, mm-hmm. and and all the way from from Genesis all the way to the to the end. Um, it's all kinds of ups and downs and all of that, but then we know the end of the story, right? That it comes full mm-hmm. circle. Um, it comes back to, uh, back to the garden, back to, uh, you know, what, what God intended for, for humanity. And so we're, we're, but then, but then there's this idea of, of use a big theological word that I've been thinking a lot mm-hmm. about this lately, um, as it relates to that principle, um, the eschatological present, you know that that the, the work that we that we do um, here and now is uh, in a very real sense participating with God and um, giving us a glimpse of of heaven. You know, right here on earth. You know, it's part of our prayer every Sunday. Um, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think that the work that that uh, that we're doing, even though we're not proselytizing and all of that, do, working in the schools, um, but. Uh, the work that we're doing uh, every single day, uh, we're, we're getting a glimpse of that um, in the schools and in the work that we're doing with young people. So it's very, very, very much a part of of, uh, of who I am and inspires me to keep the faith even when things look bleak because with the, the violence in our community and communities all over our state and our country, um, there are days when, when it, it's, it would be easy to lose to lose hope if we didn't have that rock to cling to cling to. Well, we, I want you to know that you're, you're being covered by prayers. Many people who don't live in Fort Wayne, but know of the work that you and others are doing. Uh, and you, I, I'm the secretary for your fan club. So I can tell you, <laughs> I tell you that, tell you that. Uh, so, so, so keep up the good work. One, one of the quotes, Thank Brad, that, that I like to use, and I know, Angelo's familiar with this because he's living it out. Uh, I, I think this is King, a King quote, and I'm not sure where King, Dr. King got it from. It might be an original King quote, but he says, I think I may be paraphrasing, change, change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability. So, you know, change and progress does, doesn't happen. You have to be doing the thing, have a peacemaking academy. Somebody's got to learn these principles in order to practice right. the principles. Uh, so, you know, right. we can pray, and, and I'm, all, I'm all for our annual conference theme, praying our way forward. But after we get through praying, we gotta get up off our knees and, and to help bend that arc. So, you know, bend that moral arc, uh, Angelo. So, so I think you're training arc benders, if, there's, if that's such a word. Mm, I like that. I like that. Train. I definitely like that. Training arc benders. I think uh, mm-hmm. you got a cool new phrase there, Bishop. And uh, well, Angel, we want to let you go pretty soon back to what you need to be doing. But is there any uh, just theme or message you want to say uh, to, to share with our to be encouraged audience? That is an encouraging word. When I, you know, we talked a little bit about how you're looking for solutions to the situation at hand, the violence yeah. and so on. So maybe uh, and a word of encouragement, but the evidence of the solutions that you've seen. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the encouragement is, 
I'm sorry. I got the first part of the question. Can you say the second well, part of the question more, one more time? Uh, the, I, I was distracted. About being in, well, the theme of our whole podcast is to be encouraged. So I want to hear from oh, you yeah, something yeah. that is encouraging to you, maybe the fruits, the solutions that you've seen come out of the uh, uh, Peacemaker Academy, something you're encouraged by. So, you know, we we embarked on this journey uh, a couple of years ago and to see uh, where it is now is has been absolutely incredible. Um, and it has everything to do with, well, God, I, I, the, the spirit is up to something, right? The, the spirit is up to something and, and we, we feel like we're just part of it. Um, but the, the kids, the kids, like this, this generation, they are ready to lead. They are making a difference. And I don't think that this is something that's unique to Southside High School uh, or, or Fort Wayne, um, Indiana. We have uh, students in schools all across our conference. And uh, the word I would want to uh, encourage uh, for our um, churches all across the conference is get involved, get involved. And I know there, there are some churches that maybe they don't have as many youth as, as they once had. Uh, the church that we're at uh, downtown at First Wayne Street, there used to be more youth there. Uh, but the way that we look at it is that we have 1,500 kids in our youth group down the South Side High School, you know, um, and and sometimes we gotta just we gotta get out of of the church, and we have to go meet youth where they are because they are um, in our backyards, they are in our community, and they need so much support. There's so many things that young people are dealing with. Uh, we we start every day of the Peacemaker Academy with a peace circle, and the things that come out in that space, the trauma that students have experienced. Um, it's incredible, and they need us, and we need them. Um, so, um, so that would be my my uh, word of encouragement for well, for our folks. A great, great word of encouragement. We to enter a segment here with uh, Angelo Manti. Bishop, why don't you lift up a prayer for Angelo and for the young people and for the Peacemaker Academy? We'll close this our segment here. Sure, certainly. And Angela, I want you to extend an invitation to uh, some of the student leaders you are working with. Of, uh, it, uh, we'd love to have some of them on, on the podcast, maybe come on with you, uh, and to yeah. talk about, talk about what they're learning, what's preparing them to be leaders. I, when I was about 16, I had a pastor who I, I expressed interest in doing some things and he just, he just made it possible for me to do things that, that now I look back at it. You know, I had no experience of speaking before people or being on a radio broadcast. So I want you to extend that invitation. Be, we'd be glad to have uh, have you or and have you and or both uh, uh, some of your students if you think if that's permissible. Absolutely, let's make it happen. All right, let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks sure. and praise. Yeah. We just ask that you go on the streets of Fort Wayne as they are now at the fort, preparing for their time of learning about militarism, Lord. Lord. Continue to allow fruit to come out of the Peacemaking Academy. Bless Angelo and his leadership team and the volunteers. Surround them with a hedge of protection. Give them the authority and the and the and the tenacity, Lord, and the veracity to do things that others may say, say can't be done. Oh God, we just ask that you open doors that have not been opened. Close those doors that need to be closed. 
bind the work of the evil one, Lord, and allow fruit to be born out of this peacemaking academy. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we thank you. Reverend Andrew Manti for being our guest on this segment of the To Be Encouraged podcast. You can find him. The artist is called Alive Fort Wayne, and you're there at AliveFW.org, Peacemaker Academy. Angela, thanks for being with us. Thanks. Peace, y'all. Thanks, Bishop. Thank you so much. Take care. And as Angelo said, be a part of the solution. Be yeah. a part of the solution. There you go. Thanks, Angela. We're going to say you. goodbye to you. Well, Bishop, uh, g- give me some of your reaction to what we heard from uh, Angel Manti, Reverend Angel Manti, from uh, from Fort Wayne to the Peacemaker Academy. Just react with me a little bit of what you heard and what kind of some of the emotions you might be feeling. Well, I'm I'm inspired because he's just not about uh, a motivation. He's about something my wife likes to talk about a lot: transformation. Hmm. He's not okay. just about uh, invitation, inviting young people to participate. He's inviting young people to go through a prolonged process along with other young people to engage in being peacemakers in their schools and in their homes. This is not uh, work, work, uh, you know, like they say, this is not a task for the squeamish. Uh, this is not a task for those who uh, think that there's a, you know, a push, easy button you can push and, and all problems will be solved. So I think that uh, Angelo and the folks who are in the Alive Ministry deserve our prayers and our support. And and I pr- just pray that God will continue to open up doors uh, for that for that ministry. That's that's one of those things that I think that can be replicated in other yes, places. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it may, it may be areas where, Bishop, where folks such as yourself, Bishop, and myself, and uh, the, through podcasting and certainly through uh, uh Con- uh, conference and congregational denominational structures. This is an area where we can do some really practical and pragmatic things to help be transformative to, in an area which is pervasive in every community. And that's violence and wanting to, to support leadership development among young people. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, we're, our society is awash with violence. You, you, you're afraid to you're afraid to cut somebody off by accident and and to you know I was in a parking lot the other day and it was my poor driving and and I recognized I kind of held up my hand basically confessional saying yeah I pulled I pulled out too soon but now you know you got to be cautious because you never know people can go off quickly and we see that in the last several months with people you know uh, first. Shooting first and thinking second. Oh, yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, crazy I want to share something. I've been reading this book called uh, American Carnage. And this is the only thing I'm going to say relative about this on this podcast, about the, the truth about guns and public safety. It's from the book American Carnage. The, there's a myth. One of the myths about guns in America is that an armed society is a polite society. Can you believe that, Brad? Oh, there's a whole, I, hear, there's a whole, I hear something similar to that a lot. I really do. There's a whole theory, and here it is. One of the favorite slogans of gun right advocates is an armed society is a polite society. The idea here is that carrying weapons raises the level of civility in society by deterring individuals who may become violent from assaulting others. Why? It's assumed that people would think twice before committing harm to others because others might also be armed be armed, and could intervene. 
The fact, though, is if an armed society were a more, indeed, a more polite society, guess the, you, you can guess what's coming. The United States would be the safest and most polite of among all advanced societies. The U.S. has the highest number of civilian held guns per capita, 120 guns for every 100 people, more than any other country. Ridiculous. We will leave it to others to determine the politeness of Americans relative to people in other countries. America does stand alone relative to other high-income countries with regard to its high levels of gun-related mortality. Hmm. That's the the kind of thinking around arm every teacher in a public school. This same sort of thinking that goes there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bishop. I know you don't want to say about that. That's all I wanted to say about that. And I'm not... I'm not ba- I'm not bad mouthing people who own guns. I'm just saying we cannot we cannot have an idolatrous obsession uh-huh. with guns yeah. and then and then and then try to use that as a rationale for creating a more polite and humane society. Kind you of know, a we, can't, we can't arm our way into being more the more humane. Yeah. It's just not working. As Dr. Phil like, would say, how is that working for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me of the golden calf where they tried to, you know, make something happen out of nothing, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I'm also reminded uh, and listening to um, to Angelo talk about what is happening with the Peacemaker Academy, yes. which arose out of a local church. You know, uh, that that's a, I think that's a big piece we need to talk about here arose out of a uh, out of a church that I believe took seriously the uh, the beatitude from Jesus, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, mm-hmm. and not just uh, happy are the people who talk about peace, you know, or just mm-hmm. pray about peace. The peacemakers are people who get involved and engaged. Can you say a word about the transition that the local church that uh, Angel's a part of did to help uh, help this to happen, to be a peacemaker? Well, I think he's he's connected with First uh, Church Fort Wayne, and uh, you know you've got to have pastor and lay leadership that are willing to say, hey, you know we may not have the biggest youth group in town, but we got a great facility, we got a place where people can meet, and we're close enough to walk to some of the places where young people are, and once they make that decision to say, our church has to live in this building, but more importantly outside of this building, the church yes. building then that literally changes everything. So I think doing prayer walks, I know that's happening in that with the superintendent in that district doing, I think we ought to do this conference wide community prayer walks, uh, find the closest school that's, that's near our churches, pray for those schools, reach out to find out how we might participate with them, whether it's backpack support or, or school watch or, or, uh, school programming, uh, there, there's something we all can be doing. And as he reminded us, our, our job is not just to make disciples of Jesus. Jesus wasn't looking just to have more people follow. Jesus was looking for people to literally transform the societies that they lived in. Yeah. We talk about finding solutions, you know, find, and mm-hmm. he talked about the, you know, the problems that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. uplifted, uh, racism and poverty and militarism and how they're, you know, through their, uh, through their uh, program here, the Peacemaker Academy, they're looking for solutions. And I think they're 
looking for a solution through innovative ideas that come from the people who are going to be implementing a lot of that. That's our young people and lifting them up. We're not trying to do this ministry or something solution for them that we are engaged with this in an integrated manner. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That is pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not, again, it's not easy work, uh, but if it's not done, then we just, we just biding our time until we all perish uh, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in a sea of hopelessness. And so I think we have to encourage people who are doing ministry like this. And also, uh, I think something Angelo said too was, you know, get involved, get involved in something. Involved. Uh, you, you, yeah, get involved in something that, that has a positive, uh, positive impact on our communities uh, and uh, on our families. We need to stop spending so much time looking for people to blame or, or, uh, or to vilify others and spend more time on engaging, listening to each other's stories and uh, encouraging those uh, uh, young people as well as older people, I would say, uh, to engage in, in positive behavior rooted in love of God and love of neighbor. Look for the positive and engage in and grow on that. The, the abundance of John 10, 10, instead of the, you know, the rust that he comes to steal and kill and destroy, let's look for the abundant life and that type of thing. And I'm going to confess to you, I admit, uh, I want to admit to you something here. When I first was talking to Angela about their program here and about how there was young people involved with, uh, with community uh, developing the leadership and so on. I thought perhaps, perhaps some of these young people might be somehow kind of forced to do this or some sort of a correctional situation. Mm -hmm. I thought that might be the case. I didn't know. I was so thrilled and uh, delighted to hear these are people that have stepped up as leaders who want to, uh, you know, be part of a solution, find that kind of thing. And we need to be encouraged, don't we, by our young people who are saying, okay, you baby boomers and others who've uh, kind of messed things up for us, mm-hmm. we're stepping up now. Can we be encouraged by that right today, Bishop? Absolutely. And and I think we just had a myth busted. And that that myth was that, well, young people, are, you know, they're just, they're just concerned about gaming and, you know, being in front of a TV and, and, and so forth. Uh, uh, or on their cell phones, but no, young these young people, like so many uh, thousands of others, want to see a better. They 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 want to be in safe schools. They want to they want to be in safe communities. They want to have uh, a positive outlook on their life. And I think being engaged in this kind of peacemaking academy certainly uh, lends itself to the kind of leadership that we often say we want. We want to see in our young people. Well, let's just bring the conversation around to this. We had a great conversation with Reverend Angela Amante from AliveFortWayne.org. That's AliveFW.org and the Peacemaker Academy. And you are all about, Bishop, uh, being a, a voice of encouragement to an often discouraged world. And the reason why the Peacemaker Academy exists is to speak to violence in the Fort Wayne community and, and to do something about it. And so let's just bring it around to this. What are you encouraged about here today uh, based on our conversation or anything else that we've talked about here that uh, you want to leave a message for our listeners here today as we conclude our conversation? Well, I'd like our listeners to know that Reverend, uh, Reverend Angelo Manti is, is an ordained deacon in the United Methodist Church. That's a clergy person whose particular calling connects him with community as well as church. So he's not 
just concerned about what's happening in the church or for the church membership. But as a deacon, his, his specific calling is to connect the church with its community. So I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by the fruit. He felt called to this ministry out of another whole state. He was living in Georgia and felt called here as a result of a death uh, of a cousin in Fort Wayne. And he felt called by God to do that. And I'd just like to say to our listeners, you may feel called to do something totally different, but whatever you're called to do, may it be something that brings life and hope. Uh, and, and someone said the best way to encourage yourself is to help others. And I'm always, uh, I've always felt encouraged when I'm, Brad, engaged in conversation with others like yourself and others and the, our listeners, uh, because I feel like as long as I'm doing that, I too can benefit as a result of that encouragement. God is honored. God is honored when we allow God's sweet Holy Spirit to cause us to be faith driven. That's a, I'm quoting the Reverend Calvin Austin Jr. from Columbus, uh, from Ohio, uh, in his book, uh, Driven by Faith, that we should be driven by our faith because God has said that, that God will be glorified according to John 15. God will be glorified. And that if we ask God in according to his will, we will we will be bear much fruit because God will help us in that which we are asking God to help us do. So uh, I say all of that to encourage our listeners and to thank thank everyone for whatever little part you're doing to make the world a better place. Well, appreciate that. And I think uh, in a kind of a synopsis of that, I think wherever Manti said, well, get involved. And you're saying, you know, same thing, get, get engaged, get involved, get engaged, get engaged. And that becomes the fruits out of that. The solutions start to happen when people get involved. Pretty darn Westland too, isn't it? You know, in terms sure of what, what Westlake was all about, getting on the horse and going to the the fields and the factories. Do all the so, good you can and all the yeah. places that you can. And all the time you can. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a great place for us uh for us to end our conversation here today. I did want to say that we made a commitment. It was mentioned a little bit in our conversation with Angelo Manti that in the future, we will be uh, having a conversation with Reverend Angelo Manti uh, a little more in depth about the um, origins of Alive Fort Wayne and the uh, Peacemaker Academy and how that came about and uh, Angela has quite a personal story to tell about personal uh, tragedy as well in his life, which helped to lead to the led to the formation of this. And I uh, want to encourage people to tune into that. That'll be a part two of this uh, uh, of this uh, podcast episode that we're doing. And we hope, as we mentioned here today, to actually have some of the participants, some of the young people who are involved with the Peacemaker Academy. And I know that I believe that is in the plan and in the works. And I'm going to be looking forward to those conversations. I know you are, Bishop as we continue this conversation as well. And uh, his name is a Reverend Angelo Manti. The name of the organization is AliveFortWayne.org. The website is A-L-I-V-E-F-W.org. And you can find out more about it. And we appreciate you listening to us, Bishop Julius C. Tremble, and myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, here on the To Be Encouraged podcast, the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. What an awesome and inspiring conversation 
Bishop Tremble and I, uh, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, were able to have in this episode, episode number 64 of To Be Encouraged with, uh, with Reverend Angel Manti from the Alive Fort Wayne Community Outreach and particularly talking about the Peacemaker Academy program, which we talked extensively about here uh, today. I uh, hope you were as inspired and encouraged as I am and look forward to an upcoming episode uh, where uh, myself and Bishop Trimble are going to have a more in-depth conversation in a future episode of To Be Encouraged, all about the uh, you know, about the origins and the vision, uh, what precipitated the creation of the Alive Fort Wayne um, outreach, and what are some of the influence and impact connections with the school system, for instance, in Fort Wayne, and maybe some transferable principles that can be applied to other communities who are looking to uh, to really take a stand against violence, particularly gun violence and violence that impacts the young people of our community. So I want you to look forward to that. They want you to know that you can always go to the website of Alive Fort Wayne. That's alivefw.org to find out more about their the community outreach and particularly about the Peacemaker Academy and find ways you can be supportive and learn more about that. And you might want to check out the transcript of this episode, which is episode number 64. You can go to tobeencouraged.com slash 064 and find out more about that and get the, get the transcript of this episode as helpful. As some of you may want to use this episode to teach about nonviolence in your church or your uh, small group or your community or your outreach, um, outreach program. Let's talk about just a few takeaways from our conversation here today that I would like to encourage you to take with you in whatever setting you find yourself as. Number one was that engagement is essential. And uh, Angelo and Bishop Trimble and myself did talk about, you know, the importance of engaging young people in our communities and supporting them in their need. And programs like the Peacemaker Academy – are uh, important, but maybe just simply a presence in their lives. And Reverend Manti, uh, Angela talked about reaching out, connecting in their world was, is really vital, and uh, showing up, being valued, be seen as valued, and being dependable, and being loved, and and being there so so important. So engagement. Number two is uh, just really what the gospel is all about, which is putting our faith in action. You know, putting legs and hands and voice to our our faith, and not just talking or praying about it, but doing something with it. Um, Angelo and, and Bishop highlighted this significance, the importance of tangible steps about working towards peace and justice and nonviolence in actions and activities, and therefore becoming conduits of God love and and agents of transformation. I think um, Angela put it well, talked about being arc benders, about moving the arc of our lives and our communities towards justice. And the third thing is really hope, hope for the future, encouragement for the future. And I got, I picked up on that. I hope that you did too. The theme of hope and resonated strongly. And uh, Angelo and Bishop spoke about the potential and readiness of leadership among young people today. They are not giving up on us, and we should give up on them because they're ready to get going. That, that reminds us that we face some great challenges 
to be sure. But there is hope, and it is present hope for right now. And our responsibility as the church and as, uh, and as adults is to invest in young minds and young hearts and to support their dreams and equip them with the tools and the resources they need to create a world where peace and justice and love do prevail. That's some of the takeaways that I want to encourage you to do that. It's all about making connections and being a part of faith and hope. And that's really what we're all about here on the To Be Encouraged podcast, to offer an encouraging word along this journey, because there is violence is a part of our world. We know that. So how do we combat that? You know, the, the biblical mandate is to is blessed are the peacemakers. So we are called to be peacemakers, and that's the words of Jesus to all of us, and that's the church. So we are doing just that. Bishop's Tremble's podcast here is called To Be Encouraged because the focus is an offering, an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. You can always find us at tobeencouraged.com and at all the other podcast directories. And we hope that you'll join us next time here on To Be Encouraged as we offer another story of encouragement to speak into your church and your life and your ministry um, opportunities that, that you have. So until next time, good people, this is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller speaking for Bishop Julius C. Trimble, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tribble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.